Hello, I'm Bex, and this is Fun Kids Meets, the podcast where we meet your heroes. I recently caught up with old friend of Fun Kids, author A.F. Stedman, to chat all about Skandar and the Phantom Rider. It's the newest book in her magical Skandar series. I am joined right now with A.F. Stedman. How are you? I'm really well, thank you. Thanks for having me. No, well, I mean, kind of in a way, it feels like you're hosting me because you're in the Fun Kids studio (laughs) right now and I'm out and about. Uh, so it feels it feels like you're a bit in charge. Um, are they treating you well in the studio? Are you okay there? Yeah, no, it's it's been brilliant. It's it's amazing down here. It's lovely, isn't it? Well, I'm glad you're going all right. Uh, now uh, you've you've arrived at the studio to tell us about the second book in the Skandar series, and um, I'm really excited about this because the first one was incredible. Um, if our listeners haven't read the first one, can you tell us where we find Skandar? Okay, so if they haven't read the first one, yeah. Okay, so Skandar Smith, um, in the first book, uh, he is wanting to be a unicorn rider. That's his dream. Um, And unicorns are a bit different in these books. They are not fluffy and friendly and rainbow-filled. They are, in fact, deadly and bloodthirsty and quite difficult to tame. But Skandar wants to be uh, a unicorn rider and tame one of these unicorns on the island. Um, And so that's where we find him at the beginning of the first book, about to go on a bit of a journey. Excellent. So he starts this incredible new school where he learns more about unicorns. And uh, in the second book, Skandar on the Phantom Rider, um, he's he's about to go into the second year, I guess. Yeah. So uh, they spend the first year kind of learning basic elemental magic, I would say, Um, you know, trying to tame the firepower, learn some water shields, things like that. And then when they're entering the second year, they're kind of the focus of their training is uh, learning how to mold elemental weapons. So we're talking about flaming swords and lightning bows um, and kind of sand maces, which is a fun thing uh, to invent. <laughs> and so, yeah, they are training for a jousting tournament at the end of the year. Um, and in that, they'll be using those weapons and basically trying to knock each other off of their unicorns um, and be the winner. I mean, what an incredible thing to to be able to do. Is, is it weird to write about unicorns that aren't fluffy and cute? Because that's what we think of them as. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think I, I've never really liked those ones. So in a way, I have a lot of fun kind of destroying that um, image of unicorns. And I think, yeah, it's particularly when they're combined with the elemental magic, they can make a lot of trouble um, and kind of... It's really like there's a scene in the first book where it snows and like imagining elemental ferocious unicorns playing in the snow um, and what they would do with kind of like freezing it and having a snowball fight with their their riders was uh, was a really fun thing to write. And tell us about this world that you've built for Skandar, because it must have been quite exciting just to create this brand new place in your head. Uh, What is what is the island like that the school is on? So the island is just off the coast of the UK and it is an elemental island. So it's kind of the foundations of it are kind of there's it's in quarters. So it's kind of um, you get a fire zone, water zone, air um, and earth zone. And um, that's kind of where the foundational mythology for it came from. Um, so then whenever I've built something new into the world, I've thought, you know, how does that fit with it? So we have the Erie, which is the rider training school. Um, and that's kind of there's a lot of tree houses in these books as well, because, uh, you know, you cut unicorns are pretty dangerous uh, and they're a wild unicorn. So being off the ground um, and out of their way is a is a good, good idea. Um, <laughs> and then there's the hatchery as well, which is where the unicorn eggs are kind of stored, waiting for riders to come to find their destined unicorn. Um, and that sort of 
it sort of looks a bit like a Viking burial mound and I wanted something that was very, very shut. So there's a big old door on there um, for people to have to open to get in. So I kind of, I, I, imagine, I wanted to imagine places that I'd want to go and hopefully children will want to go when they read about it, um, but also fit with the island mythology as well. And uh, speaking of people who want to go there, how about Kenna? How about Skandar's sister? Do we think <laughs> that she'll get a chance? Well, uh, I think it's probably not too much of a spoiler to say that in Skandar and the Phantom Rider, uh, Kenna um, is going on a journey of her own. And um, she actually has kind of flashes of chapters um, of her own as well. So you get you get it from her perspective because um, I've always been interested in Kenna and the fact she gets left behind. And I think as an older sister myself, if my own brothers had gone to a unicorn island to learn elemental magic and left me behind to do my maths homework... I think I would have been pretty annoyed about that. Yeah, it's a great idea because, you know, bless her, she had such promise as well. And, you know, it's interesting to see that from her point of view, because it's not often in books you get to see somebody else's point of view on what's going on, right? Yeah, and I think, I mean, in many ways, I think Kenna, um, when you when you read kind of the first few chapters, you you kind of think, well, isn't she going to be the one that gets to go to the island? Because she seems kind of more like naturally heroic. Um, and she she's the one who kind of protects Skandar from the bullies, um, and she's quite she's quite funny as well. So I thought it was a real shame if we never never hear from her again. So uh, we will be hearing more more from Kenna. Excellent. And what about the friends that Skandar has at school? Are you enjoying writing about their kind of personal relationships as well as the you know the big unicorn battles? Yeah, I think that's that's one of my favourite things to write about. I think partly because I think hopefully when readers are kind of like going on the journey with them they will be able to see what they're going through and maybe they'll be going through that in their own lives like in in the second book in the series um, Bobby in particular who's very competitive ambitious character one of Skandar's best friends you know she's she starts to struggle a little bit with you know Skandar being sort of this this kind of um, person who gets a lot of attention um, and I think that, that that can be common in friendship groups sometimes someone gets more attention and then you think how do I fit in with this now um, so yeah I really I really enjoy um, writing how their personalities are changing and how they're they're growing up it must be interesting as well to be able to create this new fiction around unicorns did you have to do you have like a map at home of like the things you made up about unicorns, the things that you've put out there in the world so you don't forget anything? Um, I don't, I'm not very good at writing things like that down. I think I put a lot, it's a lot of it's in my head, but what I do have is kind of um, lots of unicorn names because there are a lot of unicorns in these books now and I have to remember lots of details about them. So which element that they're allied to, who their rider is, where they come from, how many how many years they've been at the Eyrie. So I have these big long documents which um, we also give to the translators as well so they can start translating the names because in some languages they don't quite work. So they, they have a different name in Spanish or, or French than they do in English. And has the, have the books been translated into lots of different languages then? Yeah, so I think we're on 47 now. Wow! Um, so it's, uh, yeah, it's pretty exciting. I don't think I even know that 47 languages <laughs> exist. That's amazing. I know, wow. I was struggling to think, well, what, what else can there be? But um, no, it's, uh, it's really, really exciting. And if you were to have a unicorn, what do you think it would be called? Oh, so I think that I, I think I'm probably like maybe a fire element kind of person or a, or an earth element. So I'd want something fiery, like maybe Phoenix or something. Um, and then maybe something cool, like a kind of precious stone, like diamond or I don't know. That's a terrible name. I've made up a terrible name for my own unicorn. Um, <laughs> no, Phoenix Diamond. That sounds pretty exciting. <laughs> yeah, I am. Um, yeah, we, when I go into schools, we make up unicorn names together and, um, 
often the children come up with incredible names, which I am very, very upfront about that I steal from them. So if anyone has any ideas, <laughs> feel free to send me an email from my website and I will steal the name from you. <laughs> Amazing. What's your top tip for making the best uh, unicorn name? If our listeners are listening right now and they're thinking, oh, what would she look for? What's a good tip from you? Yeah, so they normally have two names and one of them is normally the nickname. So something that works like that. And then also you want to think about which element that they're most allied to as well. So that can go into the name Um, and just, yeah, make it scary. Make it ferocious. I love the idea that some of our listeners might see their own um, name of the unicorn in the next book. Uh, Speaking of which, uh, am I right in thinking, is it a five book series? Do we still have three more to come? Yes, that's right. Um, It'll be five books. So um, each book is kind of tied to an element in its design. So the first book uh, is kind of fire. And then the second one is water. It's very blue um, if you've uh, seen it. Um, And so, yeah, we've got three more elements to go, three more books um, and yeah, there are five years of training in the Eerie, so it made a lot of sense for it to be to be that long. Yeah, I have to say the book covers are instantly recognisable, aren't they? I mean, the red one from last year was just everywhere. I saw it in every bookshop. And now the blue one as well. Like, It's a great idea to really theme it and to get those big, bold colours. You must be delighted when you see them in bookshops. Yeah, I mean, it, I love I love the cover so much. I was so worried about it before I saw the first one because I just I was I just didn't want the unicorns to look too friendly, um, and I wanted it. It's hard because you have picture in your mind, and then I saw it and I just thought that is what I saw in my mind. I can't believe they managed to do that. Um, and the second cover, honestly, it dropped into my inbox, and um, we didn't do anything to it. It was just perfect. It, they'd done it perfectly, and it's a scene from the book as well. So that's that's really cool. And uh, for anybody who has got the book in their hands right now or is about to read it, can you give us uh, something to look out for, like a, a little bit that maybe is your favourite bit of the book or something you might not notice if uh, if you didn't get pointed towards it? Oh, OK. Um, I think so. One of my uh, favourite, this is actually, yeah, OK, I've thought of it. Um, there <laughs> is a, there's a group that you learn about in book two called the Peregrine Society. Um, and they're like an elite flying squad. So they don't care about the elements, but all they care about is speed. Um and uh, they send out an invitation and with it comes a sort of metal peregrine falcon feather. Um, and the en- the invitation that they that's in the book, you can see it, um, it's actually sent out on my birthday. So there you go. <laughs> oh, that's a great one. That's amazing. I'm glad, glad I asked that question now. Uh, brilliant. Uh, well, um, Annabelle, thank you so much for telling us all about the book. And uh, hopefully one day our paths will cross in real life and I'll oh. see you in the studio and you'll be in the studio. And hopefully for the third book, we can chat. But in the meantime, uh, thank you so much for telling us about Skandar and the Phantom Rider. Thank you so much. That was AF Steadman. Oh my goodness. I mean, I'm so excited for the rest of the books to come out. That was the second one in her Skandar series, Skandar and the Phantom Rider. What a dream. And of course, if you love this podcast and you love your books, remember to listen to Bookworms for new book releases and all of the interviews with your favourite authors. 